Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and today I'll be sharing some ideas on the question, should Christians observe the seventh-day Sabbath? Now, my interest in this matter was piqued when I read an article on this topic by one of the most noteworthy Messianic Jewish scholars of our time, Dr. Michael Brown. And frankly, I was shocked by his response to this question. If I read and understood him correctly, the Sabbath is not for Gentiles to observe. It is only for the Jewish people. He implies that Sunday is the appropriate day for Gentile believers to observe if they really want to observe a day at all. But Shabbat is off limits for the Gentile believers. It was not given to them, but to Israel alone. Well, maybe I misread him. You can read his article for yourself on his website, askdrbrown.org. That's askdrbrown.org under the article, Should Christians Observe the Seventh-day Sabbath? Regardless, the bigger issue is the question itself, and I want to get into this great dialogue because it has been raging since the day the church changed it from Saturday to Sunday. And until the church repents and changes it back for its members, the debate will rightfully rage on. So stay tuned with me as I raise some widespread objections to religious leaders who want to diminish or annul the Lord's Day, the seventh day Shabbat, and replace it with the traditions of the church. Now keep in mind that this is a midrash and is not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself, and I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of Messiah. So let's jump back in the fray. Under Dr. Brown's third key point, he states, quote, It is true that many of the first Gentile believers were actually, quote-unquote, God-fearers, who heard the message of the gospel in synagogues. And they would have been familiar with the seventh-day Sabbath. In fact, they would have heard Paul preaching on the Sabbath. Nonetheless, the verdict of Acts 15 was clear. Gentile believers were not required to observe all the Torah laws. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's interesting. Acts 15 has a very specific context, and, and many people gloss over that context and thus misunderstand and misapply it. Let's take a closer look at what Acts 15 is saying concerning the Torah and the Gentile believer. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. First, let's look at Acts 15 out of context. Let's let's look at Acts 15 um, in in the way that you normally hear it today, which, by the way, normally is out of its context. Here we go. Ready? The primary issue that is addressed in Acts 15 is regarding the believing Gentile and the question, quote, 
is it necessary to circumcise them and direct them to observe the law of Moses? Actually, let me let me just requote that. It is necessary to circumcise them and to direct them to observe the law of Moses. Now, some of the believing Jews thought it was and should be a requirement for the Gentile believers to become Jewish, circumcised, and be obligated to observe the entire Torah. That would include oral traditions. Now, Peter, in this passage, Acts 15, he, he totally disagrees and makes the case that Gentiles do not have to become Jewish, and they don't have to keep the entire Torah, including the oral traditions. Paul and Barnabas weigh in and support Peter in his position. Finally, the elders of Jerusalem and James himself, the half-brother of Yeshua, he sides with Peter, Paul, and Barnabas too. And in stating their ruling, they say the Gentiles do not need to become Jewish through the ritual conversion called circumcision and then keep the entire Torah, including the oral traditions. Thus, brothers like Dr. Brown can state that the verdict of Acts 15 was clear. Gentile believers were not required to observe all the Torah laws. But then again, this is somewhat based on taking these passages out of their context. So let's look at Acts 15 in context. This is very important for us to understand. Most people start in Acts chapter 15 and verse 5, but actually verse 5 has a context. And in verse 5, uh, the statement, it is necessary to circumcise them, uh, referring to the believing Gentiles, and to direct them to observe the law of Moses, that, that statement has a context. It's found in verse number one. This is, this is the verse that almost everyone glosses over. Note well what the context of the statement in verse five is. It's verse one, and this changes the whole conversation. Ready? Acts 15, verse 1. Some men came down from Judea and began teaching the brethren, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved, unquote. So it appears that some believing Jews were teaching that in order to be saved, you must be Jewish. In fact, by the first century, the word circumcision becomes kind of a code word for Jewish, Jewish ethnicity and conversion from Gentile ethnic status to Jewish ethnic status. The idea being pushed is that salvation is based on Jewish ethnic status, and therefore the Gentiles must become Jewish through circumcision in order to be saved. That's, that's the context. That's verse 1. That's the framework in which to understand verse 5. So this, this verse, verse 1, gives the cultural and theological setting for verse 5. And this is a game changer, as we'll see. Again, note the context of the statement in verse 5 is how one gets saved and not how should the saved live their lives. The context isn't, isn't sanctification, it's justification. This is the point that's being made in verse number one. It, it's, it's about 
you know, what a Gentile must do in order to be saved, in order to be justified, in order to be right with God. That is our context. And according to some believing Jews, as I've stated, some believing Jews scattered abroad and in Jerusalem, they thought that salvation was ethnocentric, that it was based on being Jewish. And therefore, the believing Gentiles needed Jewish ethnic status via a conversion replete with circumcision in order to be saved like them. These believing Jews replaced a faith basis for salvation with the idea that ethnic status was the basis, Jewish ethnic status to be specific. And as a result, if salvation was based on ethnic Jewish status, then yes, the Gentile would need to go through a ritual conversion termed circumcision, in order to change his ethnic status to that of being Jewish in order to be saved. However, if salvation was and is based on faith in the promised seed, then what a Gentile would need to do is enter into covenant status with God in the same manner that a Jewish person would enter into covenant status with God. And how would a Jew do that? just like Abraham did, by faith in the promised seed. That's the paradigm, Abraham, being saved by faith in the promised seed. Faith in the promised Messiah alone was what procured God's offer of salvation. This much is clear in the story of our father Abraham. Faith alone was the basis of salvation and not Jewish ethnic status. This is what Peter, Paul, and Barnabas was presenting to the elders in Jerusalem in Acts 15. And the Messianic Jewish elders in Jerusalem sided with the apostles, Peter, Paul, and Barnabas, and ruled that the Gentiles did not have to change their ethnic status to that of a Jew via circumcision and keep the Torah in order to be saved. Don't forget, that's what, that's what the context is, how one gets saved. And they ruled, you don't have to become Jewish and keep the Torah in order to be saved. It's by faith in the promised seed. That's it. And they understood that. And that's what they ruled. All the Gentiles needed to do to get saved is what the Jewish person did to get saved. Simply believe and put his or her faith in the Messiah alone for salvation. Again, the context is how one gets right with God or how one gets saved and not how the saved shall live or should live. So Acts 15 has a specific context. It's justification, how we get right with God, not sanctification, which is how those who are right with God should live their lives. However, however, let's, let's go on. It appears that the uh, Messianic Jewish leadership did have some standards that the saved by faith Gentiles needed to step up to in order to fellowship in the household of God. But even these were not the basis of salvation, but rather the benchmarks for fellowship with Jewish believers in Jewish congregations. Again, the primary context of Acts 15 and verse 5 is justification or how one gets saved and not sanctification or how the saved shall live. If you want Paul's advice on how the saved Gentiles and saved Jews should live, you will find that in a number of texts. Like 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verses 18 through 19. Quote, Was any man called when he was already circumcised? 
i.e. Jewish, he is not to become uncircumcised or change his status to being Gentile. Has anyone been called in uncircumcision? That would be a reference to being a Gentile. He is not to be circumcised, a reference to becoming Jewish or gaining Jewish ethnic status. Here we go. Verse 19. Circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing. But what matters is keeping the commandments of God. Paul is saying to Jews and Gentiles in Messiah, do not change your ethnic status. Ethnic status is unimportant. What matters is that Jews and Gentiles in Messiah keep the commandments of God. And I propose that keeping the commandments of God would include the Big Ten, which includes the Lord's Day, the seventh day Shabbat. I mean, it's it's pretty basic and pretty clear. In summary, when Dr. Brown and others state that the verdict of Acts 15 was clear, Gentile believers were not required to observe all the Torah laws. They're right in regard to what the standard was in order to fellowship in a Jewish congregation. In fact, the Gentile as well as the Jew did not have to observe any laws in order to be saved. Salvation was by grace through faith alone in the Messiah. The issue of what relationship the Torah had to sanctification was not in any way primary to the discussion in Acts 15. The issue of the Gentiles and the Shabbat is not part of this context, and to try and make it part of the context is somewhat ludicrous. Ironically, if the believing Gentiles were not supposed to keep Shabbat in the first place, then the four standards that the Jewish leadership gave them would have been irrelevant. The Messianic elders in Jerusalem would have simply told them that they are not to keep the Shabbat in the first place and therefore are not welcome in their Shabbat services. Thus, the whole matter would have been solved. The fact that they gave them standards to reach in order to fellowship with them is evidence that the Gentiles would be welcome into Messianic congregations on Shabbat. Conclusion. Let me just make some concluding remarks here. Acts 15 is not addressing the issue of whether Gentile believers should keep Shabbat or not. Rather, it is precisely how a Gentile gets saved. It is a debate about how one gets right with God. One group makes the case for Jewish ethnic status and demands that Gentiles convert and become Jewish via circumcision. The other group says it's based on faith alone in Messiah. That is the primary context of Acts 15, how one gets saved. And secondarily is what shall be the standards for Gentiles being able to fellowship in Jewish congregations. So trying to use Acts 15 to answer the question of whether the Torah in general and the Shabbat in particular is relevant to the already believing and saved Gentile is ludicrous. That is the issue of sanctification, which, and by the way, is not the context of Acts 15. However, if you want Paul's perspective on Torah as it relates to sanctification, for those who believe, both Jews and Gentiles, I will close with this by quoting again Paul in 1 Corinthians 7.19. Quote, Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing, but what matters is keeping the commandments of God. Unquote. To put it another way, Jewish ethnic status and Gentile ethnic status does not matter. 
What is important is that Messianic Jews and Messianic Gentiles keep the commandments of God. And I think we all agree that the Big Ten would be considered foundational commandments of God. And I think we would all agree that the weekly Seventh-day Shabbat is one of those Big Ten. And praise the Lord. You don't need to have a Ph.D. to figure this out. The God-given faculty of reason and the illumination of the Spirit is more than enough to grasp the truth of this matter. So far, in my opinion, arguments from silence and passages taken out of their contexts are not only ludicrous, they are disappointing, divisive, and painful. But such is life in a world of Torahlessness. And that's my show for this week. Our next podcast will be the Jewish background to Romans chapter 14 and why it could never have been understood as relating to the fourth commandment, the weekly seventh day Shabbat. So that concludes our program for this week. And a special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, to our listeners and supporters for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now. Pray with us. Give financially. Share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. And until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.